This week on Erotic Awakening, the robots of sex. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts Dan and Dawn share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Our audience members could not see me doing the robot <laughs> while you were sure. Uh, I'm glad I didn't look up. Doing. No, that's just as well. So here we are on episode 300 of all things. 300. That's kind of weird. It is. <laughs> Um, I always used to think, I remember a long time ago, I used to listen to uh, the Big Fatty podcast, oh, yeah. and he was on like episode 350, and I was like, how do you ever get to episode 350? And I guess the answer is, do 50 more episodes, and then we'll know. <laughs> exactly. Today uh, on the podcast, as mentioned, we're talking about, we're going to be talking to one of the co-founders of something called Friction, mm-hmm. which is some software that they are building to interact with robots and sex toys to uh, take cybering to a whole new level. Exactly. So, you know, and at first I'm like, yeah, software, sex toys, from a distance, nah, nah. You know, I like skin to skin, but the more we talked about it, hmm. I can imagine being here on the computer. We chat during the day. Mm-hmm. You could be at work and type something in while I'm doing something for you here. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and the funny thing is I don't even have to necessarily... Type something in, I can right. make hand gestures. Oh, that's right. That's right. But, um, <laughs> oh, I can see the hand gestures at work. The little diddle diddle <laughs> or the little stroke stroke. <laughs> I have a hard time explaining that probably. <laughs> and I was the same as you. When we first started talking to the fellow over at Friction, I was like, eh, it'll be interesting because I'm a geek. Right. But by the end of the interview, uh, after the interview, we kept him on for a little bit. And I said, wait a minute. So... And because he's looking for beta testers, right? right? right. And I was like, uh, you know, maybe you should have certain podcast hosts be beta mm-hmm. testers, and then podcast audience members could be beta testers. See, I like that, you know? And then I'm thinking, I've got a long-distance boyfriend right now, so that would be kind of neat. We've got people that that <clears throat> kind of interested in in Chicago yeah. and, and other parts across, of the world. And yeah. it's, that's a great point, because I have a horrible time keep maintaining long-distance relationships uh-huh. Maybe it's that intimacy via the internet that I'm missing. Maybe. Doesn't that sound kind of weird, though? Intimacy via the internet. Before we get any deeper into that, because that's a t-shirt phrase right there, uh, we have a couple other things to mention really quickly. I want to start off by saying, uh, hey, thank you to uh, Patricia Johnson and Mark Michaels. They had uh, had an interview with them the other day uh, regarding their new book, and we'll bring that to you shortly. Mm -hmm. But one of the places where you can buy that new book will be Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex positive community for over 10 years. Now get your 20% discount by using the offer code Dan and Dawn. 20% discount. 
No, nice. that, there's a little, little plug that I shoved in there for our sponsor, Smitten Kitten, who we want to cyberly make love to. Ooh, we should be popping in there. What a bargain. We should. <laughs> I thought we worked that into our routine somewhere. Oh, well. <laughs> well, and we do have a couple of new subscribers this time around. That's always fun. Well, we've for got, us, at least. It is. We have <laughs> Lady Monster from Columbus. I like that visualization. What's that? Of lady a lady monster. monster. Well, see, I'm thinking tentacles. Huh? So, oh, thank you, Penny Girl. I got a new camouflage purple Tentacles. octopus. Uh, <laughs> you can't call it an octopus. It's only got five, five legs. legs. Yes, it's got that octopus head. It's only got five legs. And then also Callista. Oh, Callista from Illinois has joined the, the became a subscriber to the Erotic Awakening newsletter, where she will find out. About thing uh, area places where <laughs> I don't I stutter on the on the uh, newsletter too. It's pretty amazing that I can do that. Uh, they will find out about places we are presenting uh, when tickets are available to a variety of things and when we give shit away. Well, and the funny thing is, is um, well, the places that we're presenting in 2014 is probably the longest part of the newsletter right now. So <laughs> it's kind of amazing where we're going to be at. Oh, and so you have tentacle news because I have tentacle news you're not aware of as well. Uh-oh, I do have tentacle news. If you've just started listening to the podcast and you're curious about the term, why, why don't we have a tentacle news section on a fucking podcast? Which, by the way, 300 episodes ago when you and I were talking, okay, we'll talk about uh, BDSM and power exchange relationships, uh, kink in the news if there is any, mm-hmm. and you never piped up with, oh, tentacles, I need tentacles. <laughs> well, you didn't pop up with food on boobs. We need more food on boobs, by the way. He's getting a little antsy over here. <laughs> Get a little dry. Yesterday, I dumped a jar of mayonnaise on my own chest. It just did nothing for me. Oh, that's a funny. Cool. So, so you were going tentacle. to... Yes. So um, I have a fetish for tentacles for some reason. And um, if you want to know why, I'll, I'll have to look up the episode number where we talk to Naylan and he actually breaks down why. So, Which is almost as interesting as a tentacle... Themselves, But uh, anyway, Mr. Malaprop and Bat are really good at sending me different things. And Mr. Malaprop sent me to a Cthulhu site that has slippers and toys. And there was a My Little a Cthulhu, My Little Pony. <laughs> it was so cute. So, and then um, Bungie sent me what I think is a princess tentacle cake. Is that what it was, do you think? So mm-hmm. it was some sort of tentacle cake. It was really, really pretty. And I'm assuming it was a cake. That was what it looked like, but it was really neat. So, and then what's this other one? So uh, we also had Ed from the uh, Google Plus uh-huh. that has sent us a picture of a tentacle bath where when you look at the bathtub, there's a bunch of tentacles coming out <gasps> of it. But they're just painted on the wall. Oh. And also from the Google Plus is uh, Johan uh, mentioned us in a Bliss Morgan post where you can find a... Uh, Necronomic Cox has a variety of Cthulhu looking dildos with the red Ooh. eyes staring at you <laughs> until you shove them into a cave, I suppose. And they can't see you anymore. Maybe they glow in the dark. That would be so cool. For, yeah, you know, I think that some of our uh, newer listeners are like, uh, wait, I just want to get spanked on occasion. <laughs> do I have to shove tentacle monsters in my hoochie? No, that's me. I'll do it for you. Okay. Good okay. to know. Cool, cool, cool. We did get, uh, uh, by the way, oh, hi, Sparkle Adams. Sparkle Adams is our most uh, 
prolific? I would say she's probably, and this may be a challenge to some of you, the, the uh, number one stalker of the Ooh. 2014 season so far. So far? Very much enjoying uh, liking, having her like us stuff on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, and then... Oh. Oh, so we have a comment from the boy king. Sorry, I had to read ahead a little bit to see what the comment was. Yeah, this was last week we talked about, or it might have been a week before that, we we'd shared about can mm-hmm. you give a hand job as an act of service, not an act of sexuality. And there right. actually had a post on the Living MS uh, message uh, board on the FetLife. Uh, I think it's called Living Power Exchange on FetLife about that whole concept. Mm-hmm. So, so the boy king had something to say. He said, hi, Dan. I wanted to comment on the question about whether or not you could have a slave that would be able to give you a hand job without any more or less intent or enthusiasm as getting you a cup of coffee or your socks. If it was a male slave, I bet you could. Males, especially gay males, have random sexual encounters all the time just for the pure sake of release. I'm positive you could have a male slave that would give you a hand job or even a blow job just for the sake of service. Whether or not you could have them do it is the question. Huh. Well, I want to hear from some um, some gay male slaves to see if that's possible, because I don't know that I could separate the two. I kind of like the whole energy connection to make it a more powerful experience sort of thing. But you have that same connection, though, even when you get me a cup of coffee, yes. if you're in the right frame of mind. Yes, sir. Um, so there you go. Yeah. So, kind of curious. So, would it be something you'd try out? Well, I don't know that I separated from right. sex. Right. So, for me to have a gay male slave give me a hand job, I don't know that it, would, it might be interesting to keep an eye on them to see if they're getting, if they can do it from a non sexual perspective as uh-huh. service. But it, for me, it's not necessarily a non sexual act. Right. I don't think. It's really funny, and, I, and it's really, uh, and I hate to go down this path because now we're going into the um, not so much fun kink mm-hmm. in a non and probably likely a non-consensual world but if you think about prisons mm-hmm. you know male prisons how many males go into prison straight and in their opinion they come out straight but while they're in prison they do uh, other things uh, sexual acts for right. the rele- with other males for the re- for the release hmm. but have they separated it from sexuality Depends who you talk to. I'd be kind of curious. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. But it doesn't sound fun. <laughs> no, not at all. But, you know, I'm thinking, I just don't know if I could separate it from, and I don't know if sex is the right word for me, but definitely sexual energy. Sexual, sensual energy. I don't know that I could do it and lose the sensual energy. You know, here's the interesting bit. For this to work, for my experiment, I'm uh-huh. going to have to find a... Gay male that right. I'm not attracted to, that's willing to give me a hand job. Right. But the key there is, I, I can't. If I'm attracted to them, then it's. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm sitting. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking. You know, laying on the bed. I've got someone there just to bring me release. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound very interesting to me. I can bring myself release. And. Myself knows my territory a lot better. It can do it a lot faster. You know, if someone's there just to touch me, just to give me a release, there's no sexual energy, there's no sensual energy. For me, just for me, I would like to hear from others, kind of feels kind of icky. You know? Hmm. I want that sensual connection. 
So no, I'm digging it. I'm digging yeah, it. Very hard so, to explain. A bunch of other uh, comments about this on the uh, Living Power Exchange uh, message group on the FetLife. If you want to weigh in or write us directly via this segue, Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. <laughs> so is where you can write us at or the comment form on the webpage. Facebook. We have a Facebook page called Erotic Awakening, but it's all one word to yes. hide from the no naughtiness on mm. Facebook robot. Sparkle Adams found it, though. Yes, she did. And on FetLife, we have Erotic Awakening two words. You can find all kinds of ways to contact us as well as where we will be presenting past podcast Past podcast, 300 episodes, you'd think I'd get this down. Past podcast episodes, link to that newsletter and other stuff. Awesome. All at eroticawakening.com. All at eroticawakening.com. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Winter wickedness is only like, oh my God, it's Friday. It's only a week away. I don't have my costume. It's only a week away. Anyway, Winter Wickedness Convention, February 7th and 8th, completely sold out. Um, it's the entire hotel this time. They've doubled the play space. They've got fabulous presenters. Lee Harrington, great dancer, who we're hoping to hook up with. And uh, Scotty and uh, Cunning Hook Minx up with and... the play sense? Or... No, well, I was thinking the podcast oh. sense. <laughs> I'm getting old. So I've actually got two <laughs> dates set up. Woohoo! <laughs> so tickets are sold out, but there is still a waiting list. So it's getting kind of late at this point. Um, find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. You know, uh, uh, we talk sometimes about our book, Living MS, and of course we think it's a nice book, mm-hmm. but not everybody likes it. For example, we came across a review that said, yeah. well, actually they liked it too. <laughs> I was going to say, what, you didn't show me this one. <laughs> Good. Misha, who we met in Chicago, recently posted about Living MS on her blog, so thank you, Misha, for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, always nice. And I just actually heard from somebody yesterday asking me permission to contact you to be their slave's mentor after reading uh, Living MS. Uh, it really always, always just feels nice when people write contact mm-hmm. you. So um, this is not the official, but the official probably in a week or two, we will officially say. Uh, I'm ta- I've reached out to our publisher recently about putting out a second edition of Living MS. What kind of updates would you like other than the, I know that the spelling corrections that you found after we went to press, <laughs> but what other kinds of updates shall we put into Living MS? Oh, nice. That would be nice to hear back from people. You know, what did we miss the first time around that you would like to hear about how we did? So awesome, awesome. We do have a question of the day, but we're going to blow it off and get right to the robotic sex. Don, have you ever done sex with a robot? Sex with a robot. No. The closest I've come is sex with a tentacle. So <laughs> Yes, and you have done that. I'm thinking. No, I don't think vibrators count. Yeah, but you're not done a fuck machine. I would not count a vibrator in, in this particular. No, which no. I don't like anyway. And you haven't done a fuck machine. I have not done a fuck machine. Sumer- Sumerian? Sumerian. Sibian. Sibian. <laughs> I have not done a Sibian. What about a Sumerian? No. Someone from the country of Sumerian. <laughs> I have not done a Sibian. have not done... Um, now, I've had... Plenty of opportunities to do a fuck machine, and yep. sometimes I find pictures of them hot. I've had plenty of opportunity, and will again in a week to do a Sibian. But I'm not much into the um, the vibration and stuff like that. Even my vibrators, unless it's an egg, I kind of like an egg sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if it's a like a cock vibrator, I usually take the batteries out. You know, to me, it's not about the vibration and the mechanical aspect of it. It's the the physical, sensual connection like we were talking about before. So do you think it would help if you had 
uh, somebody that you're intimate with on the other end of that fuck machine or yeah. that cybernetic experience running it. Absolutely. So, like, if you were running it as my master, mm-hmm. I'm still submitting to you. You know what I mean? Even though I'm on a machine, you're running the machine. I'm still submitting to you. That's what drives me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my master is taking his slave, but he's using a machine to do it. So that I totally love. Um, someone, or I think I would, someone that I was intimate with that was doing it. So I think I would enjoy that. But to do it like with a demo with somebody or me controlling the things myself, at this moment, it doesn't feel like it would be hot. Guess I'd have to try it out. I was going to say. <laughs> Uh, probably have to try and make sure that that's the case because often what we find is that the um, what we think and then the experience is somewhat different. Oh, absolutely. Well, and the other trick is we've been doing this for 15 years and haven't tried something. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so, Dawn, I can use the internet to Skype with people and talk to them and I can even share pictures and when the internet was young and BBSs were cool and a 14-4 modem was all the rage, Woo-hoo. I downloaded <laughs> porn. But I thought, slowly. Slowly, yes, <laughs> after hours. And I thought maybe there's something better coming along the, right, the, uh, along the pipes. So here we are a few years later, and we, I ran across something called Friction. So I invited Seth, the co-founder of Friction, to come on the show and tell us about the latest software to help us get our kink on. Seth, thanks for joining the show. Hey, no problem. Glad to be here. So, Seth, um, Friction, I watched a little video. I'm trying to get a feel for it. It's the idea of software that allows me to interact with somebody at a long range in a very naughty, slutty way. Is physical, that, naughty, slutty In a physical, yes. slutty way. <laughs> Tell me more about Friction. Well, fr- Friction was born with the idea that uh, we, wanted our, we wanted users to be able to interact physically with each other over distance. And when the idea started, it wasn't necessarily about, you know, hardcore sex, penetration, all those things. It was just more about how can we get people uh, being physical off the mouse, off the keyboard. Because if you, if you think about it, the technology has been all around us the whole time to make this kind of thing happen. It just hasn't, it hasn't really caught on. There hasn't been a killer app. And uh, as we explored uh, how we could bring people together, we noticed that uh, robotics was a really uh, a really fertile ground to work with because you had you had inputs, you had outputs, uh, you had you had the internet to connect people, and it, it became very intuitive very quickly that we could use this technology to uh, to do what we're saying to physically interact. And it, it didn't take long, probably about the first uh, few minutes that, that uh, we all started getting very dirty with it. And it was very <laughs> intuitive from then. And uh, we, 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 we decided that uh, sex was a problem that, uh, that we could solve. Let me put it that way. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so there's things out there now that allow you to interact with other people from a distance. Isn't there things like, do, don't fleshlight and tengas and things like that? Isn't that kind of what they're shooting for there? Or are they totally independent? Uh, they're independent, but we are working closely with uh, these vendors to support uh, their technology with all the other technology that we're assembling. Uh, when you talk about Fleshlight, you're really talking more about uh, devices like the V-Stroker. Mm-hmm. That's a, an excel, it's an accelerometer that screws on to the end cap of a Fleshlight, and then you're able to measure the change in direction of, uh, 
of the stroke, so to speak. Okay. And you can take that and you can take that telemetry and crawl and control various fuck machines. Uh, some fuck machines I know it's compatible with is uh, say the Shock Spot, which is a very heavy duty piece of equipment. <laughs> the Diltron, which is mainly main, meant for cam models, and now we're bringing in this uh, what we're calling the F1, which is our uh, our uh, shared haptic se uh, sex machine here, and, and that's the robot that you're seeing in the videos. Okay. And we're a and we're actually able to use the same uh, technology, that accelerometer technology, to communicate with our with these robots as well. Nice. Well, you just mentioned names I hadn't heard of before and didn't think I was that interested in sex machines, but I just sat up with a perk. <laughs> and these are all going to be interactive then. Nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we, we're, we're supporting, uh, for the beta testing coming up, we support five, five different uh, toys. And we, because of the modular nature of, uh, of the platform, of the API that we're building, it will be uh, very developer-friendly to create uh, new devices that will interact with every other device that we support. And that's really important because if you, if you understand what I'm saying, you could create your own robot in the corner of your room using a Raspberry Pi or an Ar 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 Arduino, things like that. And you might have a one-off prototype, but as long as you integrate it to the Friction API, you will be able to interact with every other user and, and their devices immediately. Okay, wow. very cool. And I saw in, on the video some of the concept stuff that you guys have coming out, in, in controlling robots via the software, via your soft, your smartphone, uh, recording sessions, which I think is pretty neat, mm -hmm. uh, even uh, controlling multiple devices from a single input. It, it, once you realize that the signal is digital, once you've got the telemetry, you know, in a way that you can manipulate it, really the sky's the limit. I mean, it's it's very easy to do uh, one to many when you're talking about uh, one direct one one directional uh, telemetry. When I say one directional, I mean like uh, the the V stroker is an output only device where it's measuring your your uh, shaking and it sends that telemetry out. You can't get sensation back to the person with the fee stroker. So with that, it's very simple. You just send that telemetry and copy it to a thousand different people. That's and fantastic. You know, yeah, and the, the V stroker technology, the accelerometer is is really uh, really diverse because you can you don't just have to attach it to a fleshlight. We have that same technology in a wristband. And while it's intuitive already to imagine what you can do with that kind of wristband to control a sex robot, uh, you doesn't have to be a man making a stroke and mo stroking motion. We can interpret the motion of a woman holding a dildo herself. So she could have something as cheap as this wristband on her on her wrist using a dildo, and it's going to control the robot or the fuck machine on the other side. And she could be having virtual sex with you know thousands of men at the same time. And because it's so universal, and because it's because the API handles all the translations, you can have a mixed audience. And when I say mixed audience, I mean like it's, it takes your telemetry from, say, your show, your, your, your uh, broadcast, right. and it, it automatically translates to whatever device and whatever configuration the viewer is using. So if you've got women watching your show, she's going to get the, the telemetry that runs her dildo. But a man watching the same show, she's going to get the telemetry that runs his fleshlight or tanga. Man, if Captain Kirk only knew... <laughs> I was going to say, I've, I've tried um, to be with multiple people at the same time, and it's a lot more complicated than it sounds, so I could really use this technology to help me along the way. Um, you know, one of our early jokes was how this could uh, benefit uh, fundamental Mormons. 
Awesome. So, okay, uh, I want this. Can I have it? Um, right now, uh, you can't. Uh, the people who make the, the robot itself, which is really the most, like, let, let's be honest, the most exciting is this robot because it's got the, it's got the three-dimensional position tracking. It's got the force feedback haptics. It's really the, really the most sophisticated that we're working with today. And that robot is, is not available today, even though it's been sold in the past for, for different purposes. Uh, the, 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 that robot was designed with the idea of, uh, of being used as a gaming controller. It's, it's a force feedback 3D mouse that you can use in programs like Maya or 3D Studio to feel the weight and mass of what you're building and the texture and the edges. You know, it's, it's, it, it, this robot has already had a, li- had a previous life. Uh, unfortunately, it was not very successful in that life. And uh, we, we have a really good opportunity here to breathe some new life into it. Uh, it will not be available for you until we start sending them out with the beta. And we expect that beta to be happening uh, in earnest by the end of next month. Yeah. And as, as, as long as you're signed up to the uh, pre-registration on friction.me, we're going to start sending out some invites and we'll give you an opportunity to, uh, to purchase with, uh, with discount uh, the devices to work with us during the early adopter stages. And I guess that's what, where I wanted to talk about next is you guys are really actually looking for some early adopters of both genders to help uh, get this thing going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we don't want to have we, we, we don't want to have a site that's going to be just all one thing. We want to have a very diverse experience. So when we're looking for early adopters, we're not just looking for uh, webcam models. We're not just looking for long distance relationships. We're not. I mean, we're we're looking for a mixture of all applications here. We want to we want to mash you all together in the same place and and you know work it out. What about uh, any podcast host? Horny podcast hosts are gonna are perfect for the early for the early adopters testing because you can uh, spread the word. Now I'm thinking this is actually going to be a pretty big deal. Uh, are you guys still looking for any uh, partners for funding? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we're basically on our way to reaching some really exciting milestones in development. But to, but to do what we really want to do, to go as big as we need to go, to really get the word out that this exists, because, you know, let's be honest, you ask your neighbor, they're not going to realize they're living in the age of robot sex. And they should. You know, why shouldn't they? <laughs> so, so, we're, so, yes, we, we, need, we need funding to really grow this to the uh, the critical mass that we can imagine for it. Okay, very cool. Nice, nice, nice. So, no, I'm just, I'm picturing all these movies that show the first robots that we incorporate into our houses being house cleaners. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the sex robots <laughs> that are going to be coming in first. I bet that's true. Well, no, you, you've got robots in your house now. You've got a uh, Roomba, you've got a dishwasher. Oh, it's true. I mean, you... Yeah, so I mean, you've already got your household robots, but what you really need is a robot that can do everything. One that's not specialized in a single, uh, a single action, even if that single action is sex. Yeah. And uh, one, one of the things I was able to see recently was at a symposium in Eindhoven here in the Netherlands. Uh, they were showing off RoboEarth, which is a kind of uh, cloud computing resource for robotics and and. What they have there is a kind of modular robotic infrastructure where if you want a maid to do your house, it can, it can actually draw from this, uh, from this cloud infrastructure to do all the jobs you give it to it. You ask it to make you spaghetti, it's going to figure out how to make spaghetti. 
And in our in my speaking with the uh, the professors and the students and everybody that put this together, you know, it's entirely possible that in this future with this cloud computing central, we'll be able to plug in a teledildonic uh, module, and your house cleaning robot might be able to be anatomically correct and functional. Unlike the Roomba that we tried to convert. <laughs> <laughs> May, well, may, maybe more like it than you think. <laughs> awesome. Now, the little brush spinning around just didn't have the thunk that Dawn was looking for for a good flogger. So how do she I find like, out she, about... She, she, she would ahead. like the shock spot for sure. <laughs> uh, so, boy, I just jokes about Microsoft come to mind. But so <laughs> how do I find out more about friction? Um, right now, we haven't released a whole lot of information because we're so deep in the development uh, cycle right now. Uh, the, the best way to do it is to check out our website, which is at www.friction.me. And, and from there, you can click through to uh, resources like our AngelList profile. And on our AngelList profile, we have a list of press that we've been receiving. And we've had a lot of great write-ups by a lot of uh, really smart journalists that uh, have really dug in. And there, there's a lot of information out there if you... Uh, if you look for it, we, we, we expect to be releasing some uh, uh, some new demos and videos and information uh, leading up to the beta next month. Great. great. Nice. Well, well, one more question for you, if you don't mind, Seth. Sure. Do you have to do any field research yourself? I have been using this from the beginning. I joked to my friends that, you know, I feel like I'm a I'm a robot sex pioneer here. I, I'm married. <laughs> And uh, I, I've used it with my wife many times, and she's very happy with it. It's, uh, she has a very, uh, uh, let's say, robust sex drive, <laughs> and the, the mechanical advantage is, does help. Nice. Fantastic. Nice. And, uh, and I, 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 sh I should say that in our testing, especially with the F1 robot, uh, it's, it's very accurate. Uh, when I said that it was, uh, it was built... Uh, based on uh, teleoperation surgery machines. Those machines are accurate to the micron, but this machine is accurate to the millimeter. Hmm. And, so, and so when our testers, including my wife, that have had sex in person with their partners, they are now having sex with uh, through these robot surrogates, they can actually recognize their partner through the motion of the machine. They recognize the technique, they recognize the rhythm, they recognize uh, that it's them. Even if they close their eyes, turn off the webcam, turn off the the audio. So it's, it's, it's really quite an intimate experience that we've created here. Wow. Neat. I'm, I'm going from how cool that is to being a little concerned that I'm going to be outsourced. <laughs> well, no, you, you, should, you should be because in the future, you can, it's, not, it's not hard to imagine a future where orgasms have been automated. And when you imagine that future, you can, you can imagine very quickly uh, consequences on sex work, on relationships, on all of these things. Not so unlike when uh, more manufacturing jobs were automated in the 20th century. I mean, it's, it's, we, we definitely think that this kind of technology being available is going to shape what relationships can look like in the future. Wow. I've got pictures of personality being more important and how to write songs. Thank you very much. Being no. more important. <laughs> no, I, 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 I've. I've always said that. I said, what, what does this mean to relationships? It means you're going to have to be a better, more well-rounded partner that cannot be replaced by a machine. You have to offer more than sex now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> 
Yeah, I may, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're imagining <laughs> dozens of people you may know intimately that are going to have to change their approach. And the other ones <laughs> that are going to have a leg up. There you go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Seth, uh, I, I, go ahead. I'll just say, I, I, I think it's going to be a net positive by the time it shakes out. Mm -hmm. I guess we're about to find out. <laughs> Seth, uh, you're the co-founder of Friction, the, a social network for kink uh, beyond what we've considered before. Thanks very much for being on the podcast today. I hope that you have a lot of early adopters out there that, um, boy, I, I'm thinking about an Erotic Awakening branded robot coming to a city near you. <laughs> Absolutely. Just just in, integrate it with our Friction platform and you'll have an instant audience. Fantastic. Nice. All right, uh, Seth, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasures Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club, bringing you quality BDSM presentations and kink parties from local and nationwide kink presenters. Join Guilty Pleasures and the Monkey Puzzle Club each month for Fetish Foreplay Friday. Come get hot and horny for Valentine's Day on February 14th during the Art of the Strip Tease, taught by Val of Infinity Ariel. Located at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio, Fetish 4 Play Friday provides new and engaging kink classes followed by a BDSM-themed play party. Come out and experience kink and community at this laid-back erotic event. Classes begin at 8 p.m. with party immediately following. You can also catch the Guilty Pleasure stage show at Circus Bar in Columbus, That's Ohio uh -huh, on February 28th. You can have the next one, too. Okay. The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at The Room at the Columbus Insight Center for cutting-edge kink classes brought to you by novice presenters and seasoned BDSM educators alike. Classes start at 8 p.m. immediately followed by hands-on guided practice sessions with member members of the GP and MPC crews. Follow us on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzleOH or search the, for The Monkey Puzzle Club and look for the Curious Monkey logo. <laughs> You can also follow Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. Bye, Dan. <coughs>